Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I am a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Y'all, Breezy J is back on the pod. Breezy J returns once again. I uh, wanted her back on today because we were, her and I have just had like a really amazing last couple of weeks. Like her and I both feel this like renewed, lovely energy for our relationship that I don't know what it is. And so I figured I'd just have her on so that we could figure it out with you, the good people of this podcast, live, which won't be live when you're listening to this, but for now it's live. Hi, baby. Hello, baby. I uh, Do you agree? Do you think we have been in a really good, lovely, yummy, juicy space the past few weeks, couple weeks? Yes, I do. Um, the way I was just describing it was we were traveling nonstop for the better part of a month, semi-local, and then, you know, jumped on a few planes. We are kind of all over the place. And traveling is always fun and exciting, but I've actually felt like the past week and a half, almost two weeks that we've been at home have felt like we're on vacation. Like it's felt so good and exciting and fun, but it's just us being at home with Owen and the dogs. And I don't know, I've like re-fallen in love with our routine and re-fallen in love with like the mundane, but in a good way. She like grabs my butt every time she passes me in the kitchen. Like, like not just like a, like a, like a pat, like she like grabs my butt, like grabs it. It's a good butt. True. Um, yeah, I agree. I, you know, guys, here's the thing. The more I come out of like a depressed state, the more I realize how in that depressed state I was for months on end. You know what I mean if you're listening out there? Have you ever been in a space where you just, you don't realize how far gone you were until you wake up and you go, wow, I was like really far. And I was, and the worst part about it was I was high functioning because I think sometimes when people are non-high functioning depressed, they just disappear and they're in their room and they go to sleep and everyone goes, oh, this person is depressed. Is that you? You'll call me out on it. I'll literally be on the couch, curled up in a ball or in bed and just like not functioning. And I can't mentally handle going through the emotions when I get like deep down that rabbit hole, I just lose all function. But yeah, for you, outside perspective might look like you're perfectly fine because you are very high functioning. Yeah. I mean, I am, I'm, I am like, I don't, it's weird because when you're in it, you don't know, you don't know the difference. You don't know, you know, people would be like, are you depressed? And I would say probably, I mean, my dad just died and I would just kind of brush it off, but I had, you know, responsibilities. I have shit I need to get done. I have a son I need to take care of. I have a job, multiple jobs that I need. I, you know, I, run a business. I teach people at SoulCycle and I pour, you know, inspiration into them. And, and so, yeah, I don't think that I even realized that I was really actually depressed. So what I'm trying to say is I 
September 1st, I committed to going back and finding myself again. Like a week before September started, I said to Breeze, I said, I'm so sick of myself. It was like after Maui. We went to Maui and Maui always gives me just renewed sense of love and joy. And it was such a nostalgic trip because that's my dad loved Hawaii. And so I did a lot of healing there that I, you know, didn't realize I was doing. And then I got back and I kind of had this moment where I, it's almost like someone smacked me and they were like, well, Breezy, like she's really good at being like, I think you need to figure it out, but she's also really delicate with me. And I am like my personality is often a bull in a china shop. So like nobody, I'm, I just have the personality and good, be it good or bad. I just have the personality where it, you can't tell me that I'm depressed because I, that makes me even more apt to ignore you, you know, but I, we got home from Maui and I, I went into the kitchen and I said to Breeze, I said, I'm just sick of myself. I'm just tired of myself. I'm tired of like just feeling like this cloud over my life. And it's not how my dad would have wanted me to live. And so I committed to September 1st being Danielle 2.0 and kind of kicking back into who I know that I am and that, you know, that inner child inside of me that was like begging to come out again, you know? I think the most important thing you committed to was being that person like for yourself and or for me or Owen, kind of when no one is watching. Because I think that's the difference. When you're high functioning and depressed, it's really easy to just keep like the mask on or keep going through the motions. But it's like, who are you for yourself when no one is watching? And that's where you were able to really make a shift and get real. And it's like, yeah, no one's watching, but when you're in a relationship or when you have a kid, like people are still watching, even when you're at home alone, like we, that's the part that we see or that your people see. And so that's where I think you made the biggest shift. And now it's like poured light and bled beautifully, like in a good way out into everything else. Just to, just so we're clear, she said, it's easy to keep your mask on. We're not talking about those cloth masks from Etsy because I have no problem taking those off. <laughs> Zero problems. Just so we're clear. Anyway, don't make any assumptions about what I just said. Calm down. Don't get your panties in a bunch. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's exactly what happened. And I also, I recognized that, and I know I'm not the only one who, who has done this. I, I think I am, I realize that I'm a person who, if I am depressed or have something going on, the people closest to me will always take the brunt of that. And it's not because I want them to, it's because I probably just have an insane amount of trust. Like I have a lot of friends and a lot of people are always like, oh, Danielle has a lot of friends. She has a big network. She has a big, like a big group. But I actually have a very small circle of people that I truly trust with everything. And, you know, two of those people are Breezy and Owen, obviously. And so I I think with that, I let my, you know, I, I, I let my guard down around them and they have often got like the scraps and I hated that. And I also just didn't, that's not who I am. I mean, I'm a person that if I trust you and I love you, like you get so much light shined on you all the time from me. And like, I give so much, I'd rather give my energy to the people closest to me. And I, so I, I made that switch, but it's, it's interesting. Cause I was talking to somebody yesterday and Breeze, you and I were talking about this last night. Like 
You cannot be good for other people unless you're good for yourself. I have not been good with myself since January 16th, 2021. I have not been good with myself. And that's the day my dad died. And I didn't even realize to what extent I wasn't okay with myself. And here I am parading around acting like everything's fine. And I'm, you know, doing all the things. And listen, if you're out there and you're going through a grief journey, I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you should skip over your grief. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go through your grief. I'm not saying that there's any right way to grieve. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying for me is I hit a wall where I said, I can't do this anymore and I can't live like this anymore. You know, and I, I, I kind of snapped out of it, but I was trying so hard to make everything around me good, but I wasn't good, you know, and it's easy to say, well, maybe my relationship sucks. Maybe you know, because Breeze and I have had some some pretty big fights this year and some pretty down moments this year. And it's really easy to be like, well, maybe I just need a new relationship or, oh, maybe I need to switch my kid's schedule around. So, you know, or maybe I need to do this or maybe I need to do that. None of those options include taking a look inside of yourself and being like, what can we do here? Like, where can, can we start at home, aka inside of this body that I've been given and work work my way out, you know? Just to go along with that, I think I had realized also that I went through a different journey of grief and a different journey of just being wrapped up in myself and behaved the same way and taking it out on you, but blaming it on my job or blaming it on, you know, lack thereof work from stemming from COVID. And I think that we both went through similar journeys and had similar grace for one another because it was each of us knew that the other person really needed to work through something. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I had gone through it first in a different way, but it's still like it gave me empathy and it gave me understanding for the fact that sometimes we just need to hold space for people and that's it. Mm -hmm. And you did that for me when I was, you know, frustrated with work and frustrated with my finances and going through kind of a whole yeah, like just a whole pile of shit. And I remember you just like held space for me. So when you kind of figured this out about your grief journey and where you were at and you just needed some time for yourself, I remember like the best thing that had happened was just you holding space for me. And so that's where my focus as a partner was, is I knew it was like your season of needing to to do some things. And I just gave you that space and that grace mm -hmm. But for me, that was a huge learning because I had, I'm the same way. I usually want to just make a decision and it's like, okay, you're unhappy, you're grieving and it's affecting our relationship. So like, bye, I'm out. Like, I just don't even want to deal with it or don't want to like, or that used to be my- That's how I am. <laughs> that used to be my go-to also. I mean, we're similar in that where it's like, if it's hard, if it's messy, if it's like, ugh, just, I'm just going to leave it and get out of it. I am the queen of the Irish goodbye, like relationships, parties, events, anything. Queen of the Irish goodbye. Yeah. It, I mean, I give everyone two hugs before I leave a party, but in a relationship sense, it's like so much easier or had been so much easier for me to walk away. And I think one of the biggest growth moments I experienced was just being able to hold space for someone else and just trust in the fact that at our core and at our foundation, we know like this is just part of our journey and truly falling in love with growing and evolving as humans, being able to hold space for another human. Like it's such a beautiful practice when you do it and you do it without any expectations or wanting anything in return. Um, it just, it's almost like giving a gift to someone, you know, like that, like joy that you get inside when you give someone a gift and 
I don't know. Do you think, I don't, I just thought of this question, like, and I don't know the answer to it. So you answer it. Do you think that there's a line though, between holding space for your partner and being able to be radically honest with them and say, Hey, you're acting like a psychopath and it's time to like figure your shit out. Like, do you think that obviously saying it more nice more, I'm not, that's how I, I guys, I am, I fully admit this. I am, I sometimes lack tact. If you know me that you're not surprised by that, but sometimes I lack tact in the way that I talk to the people closest to me. I talk so beautifully to most, like if you're not in like my inner, 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 inner circle, I'll be so like gentle. But when it comes to my family, I'm, I lack tact sometimes. So that's something I'm, I'm actively working on. But do you think that there's a line there where yes, hold space and you, if you, the the truest partners, like the rawest partners, the rawest lovers, do you think that there's a line where they have to be able to say, "Get your shit together"? I mean, absolutely. It's the accountability and holding space, like balance. Because I think, like I remember distinctly, we had we got back from Maui, we had a conversation in the kitchen, and yeah, you were in one of your spaces where you were just mentally like, I could see that you would hit that wall. You were like sinking, sliding down the wall and you couldn't actually like, you couldn't grasp your emotions enough to be like, hey, I'm not doing okay. And like, you couldn't even articulate that. And so I just knew I could feel it energetically and emotionally. And I think that's what I said. I'm like, okay, you need to figure it out. Like you need to figure you out. I'm here listening, ready to help in any way I can. But like, I'm just here existing and I'll be here but you got to figure you out. And I think it that for me, at least, that was where I was trying to, you know, have some accountability for you. And that's when you knew it. Also, I wasn't like, hey, you know, you're a complete and utter piece of, you know, just like ripped you a new one and like met you with that same energy um, because I knew your energy was in a really, really dark, deep spiral. And if I would have just like got attacked you with that same energy and that same darkness, I think it would have just not helped either one of us. So I tried to go with the opposite energy, which is something a good friend of mine, James, has taught me long ago. Um, Sweet James. Shout out James. Shout out James. Um, But yeah, I tried to go with a different energy, but also it is a little bit of accountability because yeah, as partners, it's like you have committed to one another to help each other continue to grow and continue to evolve and, you know, help each other through the darkness. I'm not going to do it for you. I'm not going to drag you but I also will put out a hand and help walk you when you need it. And so, yeah, I think it is a huge part of it. You can't just be like, oh, I'm here, but like, good luck Mm -hmm. and just let you do everything. It's like, no, I'm here just opening the communication lines for you to let me know if and what you need, Mm -hmm. if you need something on your, on your journey. When we were, I mean, gosh, we are such energy people. I mean, Breezy is we've talked about this on the podcast. If you go back and you listen to Breezy's um, first episode on the podcast, we talk about her being an empath and we both are empaths in our own right, but we are such energy people that the energy of Los Angeles right now is so low and there's like a vibrational energy, like it's just a low vibration. And so when you come back from Maui, and you're vibing very high. It's like, imagine, like, you know, when you pour, I'm going to go here. You know, when you pour like oil into a hot pan and it's like, and it like 
sizzles really loud and cracks and pops and it's a really uncomfortable situation for everyone because someone gets burned. That is exactly what it feels like to be an energy person and be on a very high vibrational frequency and come back to a place that's low. Like I remember that, like that moment that Breezy's talking about when we're in the kitchen, like that was right after we got back from Maui and I felt like I was oil being just like dipped into a hot pan and I, it, I combusted which was a good thing. It ended up being like the best thing for me, but you know, pay attention. You know, if you're, if you're listening, if this is resonating with you, pay attention to your energy, pay attention to the vibration in which you're, you're, you're operating at, you know? I think also one of the biggest things I took away was what about Maui lit us up so much and like, why did it help us to start vibrating higher? And for me personally, a lot of it was the human connections we had um, I had a lot of awesome conversations with really amazing humans there. Um, I mean, yes, the scenery is beautiful. Yes, we're laying on the beach. You know, it's like all the quote unquote, yeah, cliche things. It's like, yeah, the salt water saved me. But like it really didn't. It was actually connecting with amazing humans and having great conversations. And I just really actively tried to bring those back and bring those into our, you know, quote unquote, LA home life. And I think it's so easy when you're traveling. It's so it's so easy to drink a margarita and be like, this is great. It's so much fun. We're vibrating high. But when we got back and when we got home, I was like, okay, let's take some of what we learned, some of the connections we made, some of the conversations I had that like brought my vibration up and let's continue those conversations here at home and also help protect our energy and our space instead of letting the negativity or the toxicity like bleed into it as soon as we got here and start complaining about you know, how awful things are, or how bad this is. It's like, no, what is good? And that has helped us. I think the last week, I honestly have almost had more fun here with just you and Owen taking Owen to school every day, picking him up, having a smooth morning routine. Like our energy has just felt so calm and so natural. And it hasn't, I don't, I've just been really conscious of my energy, of our energy with our family and just continuing to like find joy in the everyday, like fine routines that we do, you know, adding, walking the dogs, being outside, like doing- Lighting incense. Lighting incense, um, cooking at home, like those tasks that can sometimes get too monotonous, just get really, I don't know, when you focus on the joy that it brings to you, it just really re-energizes you. And it's so, I don't know, so fun. Well, you brought up a good point. I am, I'm a, I am a creature of habit and I am not- I think not having solid routines for myself over the last eight months has really, really messed me up. And so I, I want you to, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, whoever's listening to this out there, if you are a person who knows that you thrive with a routine and you haven't had one in a while, find your routine again. And I'm not saying go from zero to a hundred or change your routine a little bit. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, mix it up, throw something else in there. Think about like what lights you up. And, you know, I, so some of the things that I know are really good for me to have if I'm trying to like come back to myself or level up or like whatever it is, I like, it's so weird. We talked about this the other day, like Breeze and I love drinking like an herbal detox tea, like a caffeine free herbal tea morning and night. So like, that's a huge routine thing for us. We love doing it together. And 
I love coming into my office and lighting candles and, you know, just doing those things that bring you joy and lift you up. Like I cannot stress how important they're going to be if you are trying to come back to you, if you're trying to come back to a space of, you know, just acceptance and joy and and love. And so since September, I've been really focused on my routines. I've been reading I have been most days waking up before my son. That's something that's really big for me is waking up before everyone and just having a few minutes to me. I I mean, yeah, and like the last week, like her and I, like we've had sex every day. She's so embarrassed right now. She's red. Guys, sex, it happens. Lesbians, they're just like you. But it's true. If mom, if you're listening to this, sorry, sorry mom. Not sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been having sex every day and like, that's a really big thing. And like, I am not, I've never been an overly sexual person ever. Like I, for me, the one of the most sexy things you can do with somebody is like have an intelligent conversation <laughs> like those. And that's so rare <laughs> these days. So like that has always been like a big thing for me. And so like, not, but Breezy is a very sexual person and she is a huge human, like human touch person. Right. Yeah. That's what, where I was going to go with it is another huge shift we made was, um, I had a beautiful conversation with a couple in Maui that like reminded me about, um, my own personal needs with human touch and physical touch and just how, it doesn't always have to be sexual either. Like, yes, we've been in a very sexual, energetic flow, flow the past, yeah. like, yeah, a couple of weeks, and it's been beautiful, but also we've been really consciously practicing physical touch in just, like, a loving and comforting way, which is so important as well. And I know sometimes when we do get depressed, like, each of us, like, both of us experience this, um, but me specifically, it's like, I, I need more touch and you, on the other hand, you usually are like, please don't touch me. Like she gets almost like disgusted with like, yeah, she gets like really stiff and physically I can tell she needs it, but like pushes it away. And so just this past week of reminding how important like hugs are, or just even like just the comforting. Yeah. I'm literally touching her leg right now and touching her back, but it's like physical touch and how much that supports intimacy, but also just supports like healing and and feeling supported and feeling loved and all of us as human beings, like it's at the root of one of our needs. And sometimes we don't acknowledge it or we'll just go through the motions or pass or we'll like, you know, you're getting ready to leave the house or I'm getting ready to like, bye, see you later. And you just like run out the door, but like remembering to give a hug or kiss or like even just a touch, it's, I don't know, it's really healing for me and it keeps us extremely connected I mean, it's not just healing for you. It's scientifically, it has been, if we're talking science and metaphysics, it has literally been proven that human touch can heal because every human in your hands, in your body language, in, you know, in your body, you have electricity, like you are electricity, you are vibration, you are frequency. So, you know, having that moment where you can like bring your, your vibration close with another human's oh my gosh, it's literally, it, it literally does heal. And I, yeah, she's right. Like I, I get very tense. Like if I'm depressed, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be, you know, hugged. I definitely don't want to have sex. And that that's harmful to me. And I'm, I've only realized that probably 
which is harm, which is then in turn harmful to Breezy because Breezy needs it. And it's harmful to our relationship because then we're just existing on these planes instead of being two souls who are entwined in human touch, you know? So, I mean, I guess like what we're trying to say is have sex with your partner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) What is the Instagram thing everyone always does? Like, here's your reminder to drink more water. Well, here's your reminder to grab your partner's butt hard. Now, it's just a reminder that... Here's your reminder to have an orgasm. Yeah. (laughs) Also, just to touch. But it bleeds... You're so, no. you just lost her train of thought. I did. I did lose my train of thought. No, I was going to say it's a weird transition, but also it made me think of Owen as well and the importance of like of touch with kids as well and how he knows if something's off, but like with you or he knows if something's off with me or with us together based on how often we are hugging him as well and like loving on him. And like human touch with kids is... Well, yeah, but I've also... That's one area that I never, like I am always hugging Owen. I am always giving Owen kisses on the cheek. Like I'm always asking, I'm always saying like, give mama a kiss. Like he is the one person that like, I will never not like, I, I, you know, I hold his hand. I, you know, tickle him. I like give him hugs. Like that kid is such a human touch person. And I am always, 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 always giving him affection. So I don't know what that is. If you're listening to this and like you have an answer for why it exists always without question to my child, but then to the rest of the world, I turn into like stone. Let me know. (laughs) Literal stone. Um, But no, it just, I think it's just a reminder to, again, we evaluate each of our energies, but we evaluate his energy also. And sometimes when he's losing it or he's out of sorts, like when we got home from Maui and like he had been with his dad for a while and you were traveling and he was really just upset and he's going through some transitions and yeah, you just hugged him and we've just been giving him like extra touch and extra love and extra cuddles. And he has just like completely relaxed the past week and you can see how it's like healing him because he's been in a huge transition season you know, kindergarten and starting sports and like doing all the things and parents who travel, like we've all been gone and back. And so it's important to like pay attention to their energy as well. And I think we've been doing a really good job of that. And that's also what has made the past week just feel really good. Yeah. I, you know, and we, um, I, I just think, you know, I think we don't as humans, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for how capable we are of getting through things. And also at the same time, we don't give each other enough credit for how much we actually need people. And I think there's a lot in the world right now that makes everyone feel like they're alone and they have to do everything alone and by themselves and everything has to be divided and divisive. And I can assure you, I'm going to say with 100% certainty, that's not true. Like we need people and we need our people and we need you know, we need to heal collectively, you know, so that we can collectively raise that vibration and our consciousness on this planet. So I think what I want you to walk away with from this episode is if you're on a journey of grief or you're on a journey of clawing your way back or finding your inner child and hugging them, whatever you're going through, trust that you are not alone in that. Everybody is going through that in some way, 
right? Everybody is mourning something, grieving something. Maybe, you know, it may not be a person. It may be a lifestyle. It may be a job. It may be a relationship. It may, like, who knows? But the last year and a half, gosh, almost two years, like, it's the first time. Yeah, it's the first time in a long time. And in in our generation, in this generation, is the first time that everybody is grieving or mourning something. So I am here to say I'm I'm coming out of it and I'm so grateful that I finally had that moment because that meant that allowed space for me to heal so that I could then love my family more and deeper that like in a way that they actually deserve to be loved and communicated with and yeah I mean Breeze and I have had the absolute most amazing last couple weeks because we've just been, you know, we've been doing it together and we've been just focused so hard on each other and our relationship and our family. And it's just a really, really beautiful thing. I was going to say, we've been working so hard on, on us and our family, but also we've been working so hard on ourselves and really being proud of each other for working so hard on ourselves individually which like celebrating your partner and celebrating their wins as like, you know, big or small or unseen as they are, like just celebrating and acknowledging. And yeah, I'm really, really proud of you because it was not an easy thing to admit that you were depressed and in a downward spiral and like drowning a little bit, but you admitted it, took accountability and then took action to get yourself out of it, which I mean, anyone who knows you, anyone who's close to you, like that's all we wanted for you because we know that you want to be your best for other people, but it's what you deserve. Like you deserve to treat yourself better than you treat anyone else. And that's where like, I wasn't upset that you were, you know, lashing out at me or upset at me because of what it did to our relationship. Like I was, I genuinely like felt it in my stomach. Like I just wanted you to be good with you. And I wanted that so deeply And it's been so beautiful seeing you come back to that. But it's like, yeah, thank you for that. It's just, I mean, I'm sitting here crying. So, um, which is very, very rare, but that's part of working on yourself. You, you allow yourself to be more honest and open about how you're feeling. And I think part of the reason why I, I think part of the reason why I avoided, um, healing, I guess for so long, if that's the word I'm looking for, I think it's because I, it's a, it's weird when it's somebody that died that is so close. Like it's, it doesn't matter how much healing I do. It doesn't matter how much like coming back from it. I do, you know, like my dad is still dead. And I think that's why I avoided it for so long because it's like the most unimaginable heartbreak. And so I didn't want to face it because when, when he died, a piece of me died and, um, you know, when something dies, it doesn't come back, at least not in this life. And so I avoided it. And I'm learning now, you know, with your help. So thank you for reminding me of this constantly, like with death comes rebirth. And if you just stick, if you just stick it out and you allow yourself to do it, even though it like feels like knives, you know, rebirth can happen. And I, I do believe now that that rebirth is just a deeper connection with you and 
you know, this life that we get to live together, which I don't take for, I don't take for granted. You know, you think about everything going on in the world right now. And, you know, there's so many people that talk about how it's so hard to be LGBT in America. And like my response to that is like, go to Afghanistan right now, you know, like go anywhere else and see how it is to be gay. Like I'm, I'm, I don't take it for granted that I can talk openly with my fiance who is a woman on this podcast, you know, and I am just really grateful for you. And I'm grateful for you out there listening to this podcast because this podcast has actually been very healing for me as well. It's given me a space to, um, just be open and really honest and, and, you know, learn that, learn and help other people learn that it's, it, we're not alone. So anyway, thank you for coming on with me today. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I love you so much. And I just hope that us sharing a little bit of our story and being vulnerable is hopefully helping someone feel inclined to do the same because the more we all share with one another the more we can just feel that not alone and have empathy for each other's journeys because we're all in some real crazy shit right now yeah we are anyway i hope you have the day that you need to have today and as always we will see you on friday for another unplugged episode see you soon